We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Prior Podcast, we have some more NFL draft prospects. We're going to talk about some wide receivers, and we're also going to talk about some tight ends on episode 179 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 179 on the Blue Wire Network. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Malcolm and Pierre. How you boys doing? Got about 12, 13 more days till the NFL draft. Woo! Damn, Malcolm's coming in with that energy. I'm doing great, man. I'm excited about the draft that's coming up, and let's get this thing going. Yes, sir. So if you guys listened to last episode, we did a quarterbacks and offensive linemen breakdown in this draft class. We each named two guys from each uh, department. And in this episode, we're going to do the wide receivers and some tight ends. So we're going to each name four receivers. Yes, four receivers because this class is stacked. And we're only doing two positions in this. So we got four receivers each. So you guys are going to hear a lot of receivers. And then we each got one tight end each just because... Not really a huge need for the Lions this, uh, in this draft. Obviously, they got Hawkinson, and you know they signed Hunter Bryant last year on drafted for Asian deal. Jesse James is gone, so I wouldn't be shocked if they Josh Hill. Yeah, they got Josh Hill too. I forgot about him from the New Orleans Saints. So I wouldn't be shocked if the Lions went tight end, maybe day three. Um, it wouldn't completely shock me, but overall, not a really huge positional need, and the class itself is just kind of meh as well. So it's not really much to talk about and. Honestly, I could feel I could feel the room. I know you guys don't want to hear about tight ends. I mean, you guys maybe you want to hear about Kyle Pitts. That's probably about it. So we're not going to talk too much about tight ends. We we are going to talk some receivers because that's obviously one of the biggest positions of needs on this Lions roster right now. I mean, the room consists of Terrell Williams, Brashad Perriman, and Quintez Cephas. I mean, right now that's the projected starting lineup. And I mean, no offense to those guys, but that sounds like one of the worst starting wide receiver rooms I've ever heard in my life. That's so. basically me, Tyler, and Malcolm playing wide receiver. Shit, I don't know about you two, but I know I get a thousand yards. <laughs> no, yeah, I would probably be injured week one. <laughs> I'd probably turn my ACL the first week of training camp. <laughs> I, I, I can see that. <laughs> no, at All this right. stage of my of my life right now, I probably wouldn't get do too much. I'd probably know. pull a hammy. The last time you ran a 40? I'm like a hammy. <laughs> I, I ran... I went to the NFL. Um, it was a Super Bowl that was down here in Miami, and um, they have like the NFL experience, so where you could like do shit, like run your forty, you know, check your verticals, just fun shit, you know. And yeah, I ran my forty, and it was it was embarrassing. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. Um, one because my daughter was there, and my daughter like she just looked at me in disappointment <laughs> because my daughter. Like I looked at my dad, my dad was, my dad was like, "All right, daddy, you, you know you're probably gonna kill this." I was like, "You know, you know, I ran track, so and you know I played football, so yeah, this is this is nothing." So, 
I, I, I get in my stance. Everybody's like, oh, shit. This guy looks like he know what he's doing. So I take <laughs> off. I take off. And I'm doing good. But, like, within, like, 20 meters in, like, my my quad just 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 tighten up on me and I just collapse. My daughter passes me. My, my, I didn't finish. Aww, I didn't finish. I, 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 I'm like uh, twenty minutes on the floor. My daughter passes me. She looks like she's like, "Daddy, get up!" <laughs> and she just finishes. When she finished, when she finished, she was like at five something. So I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, I'm like, "This is bad." Everybody looking at me like, "Damn!" Like, why are you trying to like? Why are you trying to go so hard? Like, what's what's wrong with you? You're a grown ass man. I was like, I was trying to see what, what my score is. Like, I want to see how fast I am now. At um, at thirty four at the time, I was thirty four at the time. So I was like, I want to see how fast I am. But it, man, was it was your daughter faster than five two? She faster than Brady. Well, she fast no. Okay, okay. No, it was like five nine something that she ran, and that's good for her. That was good for her. I guess her age. Okay. She's only, she was nine at the time, so I was like, all right, that's pretty good. I wonder where I would run. Yeah. Pierre, where do you think you would run in a 40 time? No idea. I don't even know. Like, you know, like sometimes oh. we just take, we take for granted that type of stuff. Like, this is a baseball context. Like, you know, when you go to the ballpark, sometimes they like have that meter you could show your arm off. And, like, when you watch yeah. baseball, you think like 90 miles per hour, around. like, that's good, whatever. Oh, 80, like, uh, that's kind of slow in baseball, or even like 70s. I'm like, dude, I'm going to throw at least 70, right? I think I like barely crack 50. I think I was like at 54, 53. Yeah, that, that's that's good shit. I can't I can't throw for shit. <laughs> so I don't remember what mine was. Um, I think my combine speed would be like a five five something. Mine was at the fair, right? Then probably right, the, the throwing thing where like yeah, baseball, yeah. You're like you're testing your nah, arm. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna throw a baseball. Like <laughs> me throwing a baseball is gonna look like like you know like when the celebrities come up there like Snoop Dogg and Fifty Cent <laughs> and they just throw the ball way like out of there. Like you're like where the yeah. fuck is he looking at? <laughs> that's that's me throwing a baseball. Not happening. I mean, all all employees are in danger when Malcolm's throwing a baseball. Yeah, but everybody's like, all right, everybody take cover. <laughs> we don't know where this ball. Malcolm is like behind me when he's throwing yeah. the baseball. It's People like, behind, like, beside me, everybody's taking cover. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, we're getting all right. off top. Let's get on. Let's get on with these tight ends. Let's get on with these receivers. All right. I mean, we only got one tight end each. Let's just start off with the tight ends, and we'll get into the receivers after. I'm gonna kick it off to Pierre. Pierre's been usually the first one kicking it off. So, let's start off. Who's the tight end you want to talk about on this episode? Um, this is a guy who's probably sixth round, maybe undrafted. This is a guy who's gonna uh, battle with Hunter Bryant. His name is Bradley Moore. He's six four, two forty, three seven half vertical. Four sixes four at a time. He's athletic, but he needs a lot of work with his route running. He's an okay run blocker, but his pass pro is not that good. This guy is just like a project, basically. So again, I don't I don't think the lines will address tight end, but if they do, I wouldn't be mad with this guy. Just like a late round guy who's athletic. So where are you predicting? I know you said like late round, so like six, seven, maybe UDFA. Yeah, that's what he is. Six to undrafted, something like that. Late day three, undrafted. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. All right. Malcolm, I know. Oh, by the way, he's out of Kansas State. Forgot to mention the see. school. All right. So I know yeah. who Malcolm's already going to talk about, and I think there's oh. going to be more discussion to this one. And oh, just go man. ahead. Nick Eubanks? Oh. Eubanks. <laughs> no. No. Um, this guy became, honestly, one of my favorite players in this draft class. And this is crazy because I've, I don't think I've ever had a favorite player or one of my top favorite players being a tight end, which is, which is crazy to me. Kyle Pitts from Florida. That's that's this is a guy that if we did pick up at seven, I would be happy. Just because of the potential I know of what he can do and make this offense better. I mean, this is a tight end running a four four six. This is a guy who, you know, last year in Florida had twelve touchdowns, seven hundred and seventy yards, and only eight games. And he's 6'6". Six, six. He's 6'6", six, six, 240 pounds, 246 pounds. And I'm going to say this again. In eight games, he had 770 yards and 12 touchdowns. And, I mean, he was number 10 voting in the Heisman. This is Kyle Pitts, man. Like Kyle Pitts, you mentioned with Hawkinson. It's going to be, I think that, that duo 
And and you said that could you said this that this duel could probably be better than the Aaron Hernandez and Rob Rob Gronkowski, which is which is crazy to even think of like that. But yeah, Kyle, Kyle Pitts, man, he's my guy. And like I said, I wouldn't be mad if they drafted him. I said if he if he's there, I doubt it. If he's there, I don't I think say, he will be. I was listening to Dave Briquette today. He was on the ticket today, and they asked him, you know, like. You know, who's your tier one players? Like three tier one players. It was Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, and then I'm blinking on the other one. Who would the other one be? Yeah, Penny Sewell. Yeah, it was those three guys. And he said the least likely one he thinks that will be there at seven. Out of those three guys, which Penny Sewell has been being talked about. He's my second overall prospect in this whole entire draft. But he said Kyle Pitts is most likely to be the unlikely guy to not be at pick seven out of those three guys. So put that in perspective. Jamar Chase. Penny Sewell and Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, in Dave Riquette's words, which is a very reliable source, he says he thinks he's the most unlikely guy to be there at pick seven out of those three. Out That's of the two one guys. That's insane. So he's gonna be picked before he's gonna be picked in the top six pretty much. Yeah. I, I think I, like he won't get past six. I mean if he get past six, that's us. I don't think he will get past six, though. Um, so he's gonna be Atlanta in the top six. Like if Atlanta passed and they probably they probably took Lance or Fields spinning on what Niners take and then Or they took Sewell. Or, or Sewell and then I mean the Bengals. And then the Bengals I think it's between Chase and Sewell, right? And then yep. the, the Dolphins then basically Dolphins. like you could say it's probably between Chase, Pitts. And Pitts. And maybe Sewell. I don't know. Yeah, no. I think I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's between those three guys. I think I, I, I think they're gonna see Miami getting I don't I see Miami getting Sewell. I think they get a pass catcher over an offensive lineman, but it wouldn't be yeah. shocking if they went offensive line, if it's Penny Sewell. But, yeah, I think they go pass catcher. And then Cincinnati is kind of like the wildcat right now. What are they going to do? Are they going to go offensive line or are they going to go pass catcher? Because, I mean, there's been some rumbling around, you know, do they go Jamar Chase? Because, obviously, him and Burrow, LSU, great connection. So there's some rumbling around there. It's interesting to me. I would take Penny Sewell for sure if I was Cincinnati. But, yeah. I mean, it would be shocking, honestly, if Kyle Pitts, you know, makes it to seven because I think he could be gone by four as well if Atlanta wants to do this one more time. Obviously, we're talking about Arthur Smith too. Remember Tennessee, twelve personnel. I think yeah. he would have. I think he would have a field day if he can get a guy like uh, Kyle Pitts in his tight end room to go along with like Julio and Kelvin Ridley. So, no, he's definitely an intriguing prospect. I, I don't think it's impossible though. That's the thing. I don't think it's impossible because if four quarterbacks go off the board first, yeah. And then it can go Sewell Chase. And then Sewell Chase. And, and then, what if Miami seven. just wants one of what if Miami just wants one of those Bama boys just to go no, on tour? They would they would take Chase at in that in that scenario. So if, Or is it they just say Chase goes to Cincinnati? Yeah, well either one. They say they say Chase goes to Cincinnati. What happened if they just really want one of those Bama boys to go with uh tour? So I know we're talking about tight ends right here, but if Sewell or Pitts is on the board, who are you taking? Yeah, then we're we're at the board, and then if Sewell Pitts is on the board, man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's it, for me, it's Sewell, no doubt. I know for you, Sewell. I know for I know for you, Sewell, man, but I just don't know if he could pass up on Pitts. I know this is like the same way how you guys feel like we shouldn't, you can't pass up on a quarterback in this, I in this class. I know that, but. Wait, is Chase on the board too? If Chase is on the board, Chase is gone. Chase is gone. This is this is this is literally this is literally between like Trey Lance. No, the all quarterbacks are gone. All quarterbacks are gone. Top four, unless they took Mac at three. Well, I mean, that's how I realistically have it. I don't. I don't. As far as San Francisco, so. Okay, yeah. Well, okay. Different scenario. That's a different scenario on a different day. But okay, um, yeah. that'd be interesting though. I I'll take Penny Sewell in a heartbeat though. That's my second prospect in this whole entire NFL draft. So I would not pass up on him. But all right, the tight end. I'm here to talk, the tight end. I'm here to talk about now. Not around one guy. Um, this guy is more highly thought of. I think he's my tight end three in this whole entire class. Tuncher Long from Boston College. I think Hunter Long has the potential to be a tight end one in the NFL, honestly. I think he could be like a fringe tight end one, but I think overall he'd be a really, really nice compliment to, you know, another tight end. So for the Lions' sake, like, I think if him and Hawkinson were together, I think that'd be a lot of fun. But, you know, Hunter Long is one of those guys that, you know, you could put 
anywhere on the field. So he's like a 12 personnel guy. You know, he's a pretty decent blocker, pretty solid route runner. He's a solid tight end overall. You know, he's, I think he led the whole ACC in catches this year or touchdowns for Boston College, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. Good. So, for a tight end? 89 targets um, in 2020. And then he was a t- he had the most targets in all the ACC. Or so yeah. So he's and he had fifty seven receptions. So he had a really productive year at Boston College. They loved him down there. So, you know, this is not necessarily a guy I think the Lions would be really attracted to because I think his value is more of a, you know, probably late round two. I could see maybe round three, somewhere around that range. So I don't know if the Lions are interested in grabbing a tight end that early. Maybe if they trade back and get an extra third, maybe if he's there, I wouldn't be shocked because that could they can go the BPA approach and he could Tend to be the BPA at that point, so it wouldn't completely shock me. But this isn't a guy necessarily necessarily seeing you know um, Detroit going after. But I could see if this was Daryl Bevel for sure, because Daryl Bevel loves the twelve personnel. This wouldn't shock me if um, with the tight end room that we have right now with Josh Hill and Hunter Bryan and Hawkinson, I wouldn't shock me if you know he selected a guy like Hunter Long to you know, compliment Hawkinson because. I, I could see even Jacksonville taking him because Daryl Bevel's there. I think these twelve personnel teams will fall in love with this guy to be a nice compliment to what they want to do. So Atlanta with Arthur Smith, Tennessee, obviously losing John New Smith. And then um, I think um, Jacksonville as well. So Hunter Long is the tight end. That's a day two guy for sure for me. Let me, let me ask you, do you think the Lions will even consider a tight end out other than Pitts in like the top three rounds? So we didn't talk about him here, but I'll throw out a name. Pat Fryermuth. Um, I think this guy has potential to be a round one tight end. I think if, depending on how the board goes, and depending on what line the Lions took in the first round, so like, let's say they took like a Micah Parsons round one, it wouldn't necessarily shock me if they went Fryermuth round two, but I think they would prefer uh, receiver over a guy like Fryermuth. Oh, but they go, um, well, but they go Penny Sewell. So they go Penny Sewell round one. You think they'll go either tight end in round two end. or three? When they take a tight end because I think Fryer Muth is more of a blocker than anything. I mean, he's a good pass catcher as well, but like you know, he's like a blocker slash pass pass catcher. I mean, they call him Baby Gronk. That's his nickname. So, bro, I just don't want a tight end if it's not like Pitts. Um, even Pitts, like I'm not that as high on on others are. I'd rather have Chase Rawaddle over him. My lord, how? It's my opinion, bro. That's how. I know. I, I I know, but he's just a Mitch Magical lore, man. He is, but so are the other guys in other ways too. So I would take no one could cover Waddle one on one before either of those guys, honestly. No one cover Waddle one on one. So you you telling me um, Patrick Ramsey can't cover Waddle one on one? Oh, that's not a guy, Jalen Ramsey. Oh, Jalen Ramsey, my bad. <laughs> Bro, come Ramsey. on, you know what I mean? Like Jalen Ramsey could he... probably cover Kyle Pitts one on one too. What I'm trying to say is like not a lot of corners could keep up with uh, Jalen Waddle. Um, I, I thought you meant like in the league. That's why I was a little confused. I was like, oh. No, no, no. Like, even oh in gosh. the league, like, there are a few guys who could cover him, like, one-on-one, but not a lot of guys could. Like, Jalen Ramsey's the best corner in the league. Come on. The guy could cover anyone. I thought you, that's what I thought you meant. I thought you meant anybody. So you said nobody could cover him. <laughs> you know what I meant, Malcolm. You know I thought I you meant in the league. I didn't know you meant in college. I thought you talked about, like, yeah, he, nobody I mean, could cover him. I mean, even in the league, like, there's not that many corners that could cover a one-on-one. Well, what I'm gonna say is this: there's not gonna be any any linebacker to say that's gonna be able to cover Kyle Pitts. I'm gonna tell you that right now. No linebacker gonna say they're gonna be start putting corners on him. Honestly, yeah, and they're yeah. gonna they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to start putting number one corners on him because yeah. you put number two on him, he's gonna get killed. I put number three corner on him, he's gonna get burnt. Big nickel corners on him or something like that. Like like a like a Justin Coleman, because he'll throw Justin Coleman right at the building. Yeah, I mean that's like it wouldn't. I don't know. It depends where they line him up. He's so versatile. You can line him up in the outside. You can line him up in the slides. What do you want to do with Kyle Pitts? You can you do whatever him, you want with you, them. You you line him up in the inside. It's like all right, you know, shift a Patrick. Uh, Patrick. Oh, what the fuck am I saying, Patrick? Uh, Jalen Ramsey and, and have him <laughs> play linebacker and, and and cover him. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, it's well, Jalen Ramsey covered uh, Gronk uh, when the Patriots played the Jaguars in the AFC Championship. So you shot him the whole game. Um, it, I mean, it, it just depends what your receiver room is too. If it's like the yeah, Patriots, and if like Gronk's the number one target, if Pitts is with somebody else, that's where it gets scary. Like you match him up with Hawkinson, match him with Hawkinson. That's where it gets yeah, scary. What what are, what are you gonna do? Yeah, that no, that's shit. I don't know. Um, that's tough. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's talk about these receivers now. So we talked about the tight ends. Let's talk about some receivers now. Pierre, who is one receiver out of the four? Because we're going to need him four each. So who's one receiver? Speaking of this receiver, he's actually my top player after the quarterbacks on my big board. It's Jamar Chase, wide receiver at LSU. Six feet, 201 pounds, 41-inch vertical, 4'3", He's a physical wide receiver. Um, He reminds me a little of A.J. Brown. I think he's a little more polished than A.J. Brown was when he was coming out, but like just his style and his physicality, like he's not as big, but he plays big. Like 41 inch vertical, bro. That's that's he's an athletic freak. Okay. And then if you look at Justin Jefferson last year, his teammate um with the Vikings last year, Jefferson was really good. I think Chase is a lot better than Justin Jefferson as a prospect. He, he is a lot better. So Jamar Chase to me is the best non quarterback in this class. They were what do you call it? They were on the same team together, obviously in the LSU team with the historic Joe Burrow. I mean that national championship team, and Justin Jefferson was the clear cut number two, and Jamar Chase was the clear cut number one. Right, like like not even close. And yeah, we saw how Justin Jefferson games translated to the NFL, and they got similar body molds too. So like, yeah, I think Jamar Chase is definitely a difference maker. I think seeing how good Justin Jefferson Justin Jefferson translated to the league. This guy's considered a tier one guy in the whole draft, not even a tier one receiver, just a tier one player in the whole entire draft. So um, he's my receiver one as well in this whole entire class. Yeah, yeah, mine as well. Mine as well. If he's there at seven, man, it'll be so hard to pass up on him. If like there's no quarterback, so you get a call for a team like trade off for Pitts. If he's there at seven, it's hard to pass up on Jamar Chase. It's really hard. It's really hard to pass up on. Exactly. Especially how thin our wide receiver room is. Yeah, it's really, it's really hard to pass up on. You got, like, no one under contract next year. I mean, like, the year after next year. Only guy is Quintus Cephas right now. So. And if that's if he makes a team. Cephas. That's if he makes a team. I mean, because if he doesn't make the team, then you have nobody. I don't think he'll make the team. I think he'll make the team, though. I think he'll make the team. I'm not saying he is or is. I'm just saying that it's not, like, some total wild card if he doesn't make the team, right? Yeah. Shock me. So, it well, was shock got here? me. Uh, I mean, I shocked. He was awful last year. Huh? It was a fifth round pick in the Bob Quinn era. It's like it's not Brad Holmes' guy. I mean, I, I know the fast. receiver. Was, they like I know, but the brother, brother can play. Make, he was awful last right, year, bro. If I had to make predictions right now, but what, he's on the team he, right now. Didn't he tore it up week 17 with Stafford? Week 17 with Stafford. No. That was Marvin Jones. Quintus Stevens did not have a good game. Quintus Stevens was awful. When did Quintus Stevens did not have one good game all year? Bro, the he guy dropped, dropped like a little, like little bomb right in his hands. He had trouble attacking a deep ball. I could have sworn he had. A, I could sworn he had a, a, a good game towards the end. He even Maybe. had a touchdown. I mean, he might have touchdowns, but like he just uh, he, even had, he even had a touchdown. He even had a touchdown. I think uh, he did have a touchdown versus the Bears. No, he had a touchdown versus the Bears. That was it. Though. He had that one fifty-yard catch where Stafford threw up. That's like his only plays made all he in the NFL. He was so bad that they had to sign Mohamed Sanu off the street. That's how bad yeah. he was. Mohamed Sanu's a vet, like good, actually a good vet. He was one of our better players last year. Yeah, because Steve I'm was just saying, the role. was so bad that they had to sign Sanu off the street. He made one play all year. Was that that Bears game? He made a nice fifty-yard catch. It's crazy because your boy said that was the best receiver he played all year in college. Um, let me just go to my receiver. Um, hey, I, I thought 
see that they try to get away with that. You're like, it's it, Malcolm Loki hates Jeff Okuda. He does jabs at him whenever he has the opportunity to. I don't, I don't, I don't hate the brother. I'm just saying that's he did. Did he not say that? I'm just, I'm just quoting what he said. He's not the best. College and that's the best. Two different things, bro. I, I know. I mean, this is goes to show. I guess that's how he played in college. Yeah, um, U.S. Okuda just, right now, the best receiver will probably see DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins destroyed his life. Or Adams. Or, or yeah. Devontae Adams, yeah, one of those guys. You gotta, pick on, you, you gotta pick on D-Hop, technically. I mean, it was the yeah. under, it was underthrown ball, but yeah. Was he, was, he was guarding Hopkins, and he got an interception. Yeah, Devontae put him to work. It was Devontae, probably. That was his debut. Man, I, don't want to get too much sad. I mean, shout out, shout out to, um, what's his name? You do not say Jeff Akuda. You don't like him. Jeff Akuda. Shout out to Jeff Akuda. No, like That's Jeff my Akuda. guy. I still believe You don't him. like Jeff Akuda. I have nothing against him, man. Yeah, just you, you know, you know, you know that I, I just wanted somebody else. That's the only thing. So you don't, you don't like Akuda. The more, the more Derek Brown shines, and the more Jeff Akuda looks like Jeff Akuda, just like oh, it's Jeff Akuda. Yeah, that's all He's it is. about to come out next year. He's about to be free. I'm, 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 I'm happy. We need, we need yeah. to come out. We need, a, we need a corner. God damn it. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right. going with my, my receiver. Um, I'm going with the Heisman. I'm going with the Heisman winner, man. I'm going with Devontae Smith. And yeah, I know a lot of people are concerned. People are saying, "Oh, he's tiny. He's tiny." He every from every report that I saw is saying that he's 175. Every report I saw, I only but saw here's one the thing, Malcolm. If he's 175, why didn't he weigh in at his pro day? Why didn't he weigh in at the Senior Bowl? I have he no idea. Weigh in. I have no. idea. He's not 175. Every, every every report is saying he wasn't one person. That's what one he person. says. That's, that's what he says he is. I'm saying he's every not. I'm saying every source, every resource says that he's 175. Only one person, one guy, one, okay, one, one I, individual I'm, I'm said six, that he's. Six. I'm six six. Okay, Tyler, if you're six, Tyler, if you're six six, and I go on, if I go on every single website, every single website says you're six six. Well, people, I'm a, I'm more than likely gonna say, oh shit, you're six six. Exactly. I'm six one. I'm six one. Okay, but um, what I'm saying is that that's 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 what they're going by. But he's the teams aren't though. Like he's 165. That's 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 the uh, word. Uh, who, okay, whose word? Whose word? Okay, okay, okay. Say, one say, guy's word. Uh, one hold, guy's hold, 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 hold up. Say you're inside the war room right now, and Devontae Smith tells you I'm 175. I gained weight. You're just gonna trust him? He said I refuse to weigh in, but I'm just gonna take his word for it. Why don't you weigh in then? Why don't you just prove it if you're 175? I'm pretty sure they're gonna weigh him whether he's on a team or not. They're gonna weigh him. They meet with them or for the draft. He said his film is good enough. His film is good enough. That's all he says. My film is good enough. If you want to draft him, but I'm telling you, teams are gonna be concerned with that. His his film and I tell you, his film is by damn sure by by damn good enough. I mean, he's a guy who last year had 117 receptions. He had 1,800 yards. And he had 23 touchdowns. Yeah, now, it's impressive. Heisman very impressive. Very impressive. Especially coming from a, you know, having a quarterback who people are not really highly high on. That's, that's very impressive. For sure. Because you got to think Mike Jones is trash. Hey, 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 I didn't say he's trash. I Mike Jones the rep really or Mac Jones? <laughs> Mac, Mac Jones. <laughs> Mac Jones. I'm saying, like, you guys, you guys are not high enough, but, you know, he's making a receiver put up these type of numbers. But he was a good yeah. college quarterback, though. Like, let's. I'm not trying to like hate on Mac Jones. I just think he's late one, early two. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, that doesn't mean he's trash. That means you don't. Like, you don't. You just don't believe he's a top ten quarterback. Is what I don't saying. believe he's an elite quarterback. That I don't think it's. I, I don't think. I believe shit, nobody. Nobody's an elite quarterback. Nobody. None of these guys are elite well, quarterbacks. Like ceiling yet. wise. Ceiling wise. Like ceiling wise. He's saying elite potential. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see it with him. I mean, that's fine. I see like a solid pocket passer, like a decent quarterback. Those a, are a, lot, a lot of the elite quarterbacks are like that. Not really today, but back then, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, we'll, we'll see, man. We're not but, talking about Mac right now. All right, talk about we're, we're not talking about Mac Jones right now. All right, so yeah, Heisman winner, um, 23 touchdowns and, and only 13 games, ridiculous. Um, to me, great route runner. I don't care about his damn, to be honest with you, because he's proven that, you know, on the field, off the field, jam him. You play deep coverage, double him, triple him. He's getting the ball. And he can make contested catches. He can make wide open catches. He, I mean, to me, I know a lot of people have water over him, but I'm telling you, man, when all these guys are on the field, or when they're all on the field together, this guy is still like the number one receiver to me. And, and yeah, Devontae Smith, man, I, I, I'll actually be happy 
if they were to get him. And if they got him, like, even, like, in a trade-back scenario, because I don't think he's going to really go unless Miami takes him. But besides that, I think he could even trade back a couple spots and still get him. And I'll say this. Uh, I, I don't right. hate Devontae Smith. I actually really like Devontae Smith. And like you said, his film speaks for itself. And there's a reason why some teams are not going to give a shit about his weight or his size. I mean, or not his size. His size is fine. But his weight, people are not going to give a shit about his weight. But some teams will definitely. And that's why some teams will pass on him. And that's why I'm more hesitant. But, no, I know a lot of people like you, they're like, okay, I saw what I have to see. I don't care about his weight. He's a beast. I don't care. I mean, that's fine. It's fair. It's not like it's not fair. I mean, he proved, he was a Heisman winner for damn. Yeah, for damn and what was the last time a receiver won the Heisman Award? Um... Shit. I could think uh, I'm thinking of running backs. Didn't Mark Ingram win it one time? Yeah. Mark Ingram won it. Um Yeah, I don't know for it's usually like it's usually like a it's usually like a running back and quarterback award. Usually a quarterback and running back award, but with a receiver. Like MVP. It's just like just like MVP in NFL. It's like, it's like, it's like wow, you know, if a receiver gets that award, it was he has tough. to be special. It has to be special. It was tough though, because the quarterbacks Lawrence had to miss like half the year because of COVID. I think he would have been the obvious winner if he played. And then the other quarterbacks that were available, because Fields only played uh, six games at that point. Uh, the only other options were Kyle Trask or Mac Jones. So, I mean, Who? Yeah. <laughs> so I give him credit for winning, obviously, but it's a tough award for a receiver. But yeah, yeah. No, I mean, some, some people don't care about Devontae Smith. So it's going to really depend. You know, he can go as early as, like you said, six, because maybe the Dolphins do not care about that. They actually met, met with him at the Senior Bowl. So I'm telling you, two will have to bang like the table for him. Because that's, him and Tua have a, a better connection than, than Tua and Waddle. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I mean, depending on, I mean, it's going to be a different offense, obviously, from Alabama to Miami. So maybe yeah. in that offense, Tua. I know that, but I'm, talking, I'm just talking about chemistry rise. Chemistry rise, uh, he had more of a chemistry with Devontae Smith than he does with Yeah, with, with, with at, at Alabama they did, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to talk about the other Alabama boy, Jalen Waddle. Uh, Jalen Waddle is, I think, the closest thing we've seen to like Tyreek Hill in the NFL draft. I mean, you can line him up in the outside, line him up in the slot. He's got four two speed, really fast. I think the one knock on him is obviously the ankle injury and just like, you know, how long could he sustain? Obviously, because he had a serious injury, came back for the national championship, got pulled in that game because it looked like he tweaked his ankle again. So the ankle injury is definitely a concern, but uh, didn't show it at his pro day. Sh- still showed his speed. And this is a guy where you're tra- you're banking on more of his game translating, and that's why you take him a little bit earlier than maybe like a guy like Devontae Smith, just because you think his game translates better. You're not really taking him because the production, because Devontae Smith, like you said, had better production than Jalen Waddle. Way better production. But we're hoping the hope is that Jalen Waddle's game translates to the better, better to the NFL, and I agree with that. That's why I have Waddle personally over a guy like Smith. So. Um, you know, this is a guy that I think is really realistic at seven. And I, I've made it pretty clear. I'm not really big on a pass catcher at pick seven. If this was a trade back option, oh, I would love Jalen Waddle. If it's even nine, if they trade it back, two spots back with the Denver Broncos, accumulated another pick, let's say a third round pick, and they grab a pass catcher, I would be fine with whoever they take at that point. Because if they trade back to nine and get an extra pick, I don't really care at that point. But if it's at seven, I'm a little bit more picky of what they're getting. Um, but if they trade back, get accumulate another pick, I'm cool with Jalen Waddle. Devontae Smith doesn't really matter to me because I still think Smith is a dog. I just want to take him at seven. Yeah, I'm the but, same way, man. I'm the same way. The only person I'm actually comfortable taking at seven is Chase. Jamar Chase. That's the only person I'm uh, comfortable taking at seven. I'm, I'm very comfortable with taking Waddle at seven as well. If I'm Smith taking a- in a trade back situation, sure. But I, I love Waddle at seven. I'm not actually against that. I think the only pass catcher I wouldn't be like – I wouldn't say disappointed with, but like I just I think I'd like I'd be pretty genuine happy if we got him as Kyle Pitts. If if we were gonna get a pass catcher at seven. But I wouldn't be like through the roof happy, like backflips like Sewell or Lance or anything like that. But I'd be pretty excited if they got Pitts. I, I think I'd be more excited if they got Slater than Pitts at seven, personally. No, they went Slater over Pitts, I'll probably piss. I don't know. I, mean, I like Slater. I like Slater a lot. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. All right. Let's kick it off to Pierre. Who do you got here? Number number two receiver. This is a wide receiver out of Florida. Wide receiver Kadarius Tony, um, 5'11", 193 pounds, 39 half vertical, 4'4", 140. Another thing too is a six eight eight three cone, which is really good. Actually, it's pretty good. Um, he can play inside or outside. He's more of a slot receiver though. He needs to improve on his route running, obviously. 
And the thing with Tony is, believe it or not, Malcolm, today Peter Schrager came out and said that, I don't know if it was today, but he said I that Tony, Tony could go ahead of uh, Devontae Smith. Oh, really? And Tony also met with the Lions, so. That's what's up. I mean, I don't know. I don't know who have a better career if they did that. Even, even if he did it. I, I don't care where you get drafted, but I just know Devontae, wherever Devontae Smith goes, I know he's going to ball out. Yeah, uh. Like, Tony has some things to clean up, but, but the speed is intriguing, and, like, the size is pretty decent. And he'd, he'd be a good slack guy to start off his career. He looked yeah. like a human joystick in that senior bowl. I know he dropped that one ball, but he looked like a joystick in that Yeah, one. he does have some drop issues as well, so I didn't mention that. But drop issues are fixable. Are they? Actually, Ebron. <laughs> Ebron, we don't bring up that name, okay? We don't bring okay. up Eric drop on He didn't have, like, a serious drop problem, but neither did Ebron in college, but... He didn't have Kadir Sony was like a concerning drop guy. Even like Chase, sometimes they just drop the content. Like if it's a, sometimes drops happen. You know, it's not like it's like the most, you know, un unordinary thing. I'm gonna get into a prospect a little later on to the show, and I'll talk about drops. <laughs> but um, oh, sure. th these guys don't concern me as far as drops. Like I don't think like they come to the NFL, they're gonna start dropping every ball. It's like, just a problem, you know. It's not like yeah, crazy. It's, it doesn't it doesn't concern me. It's just yeah, it's not a big. Concern. It happens uh, every here and there. So I um, actually love Tony at 41. So. Oh, that's that's the thing. It's a home run pick, honestly, at forty one. I think he's yeah, a late round yeah. one guy. If he's there at forty one, we uh, I hope we get him. If we don't, yeah. that'd be a nice pick. That'd be a nice pick. Seven, obviously, yeah. But that'd be a home run pick, in my opinion. Yeah. All right, Malcolm, who do you got here? All right, so the guy who I have is a guy who I definitely would not want at seven. I'll say that right now. This is a guy who, if we trade back, um, to say New England, maybe ish, fifteen ish. Um, we got that 15th pick and we still wanted a receiver and all the top, you know, three receivers are gone. The guy who I'm going with is from Minnesota and that is Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman is a guy who ran a fourth time. He opted out his last year and he didn't get to play a full college season because of the COVID situation. But he, he's, he ball, he's, a, he's a baller, man. I think he has... Um, Jefferson potential as far as, you know, being a starter in the league and just balling out and having a great season. I think he could come in and be a number one receiver. And, yeah, this is a guy who I want at 15 if they were to trade back, but not, not at seven. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of, Malcolm? He reminds me of Allen Robinson a little. Just, like, yeah. his style. Like, he plays physical. Exactly. He's not as big yeah. as him, though. Allen's, like, 6'3". I believe Bateman's, like, 6'1". Yeah. But just their I'm, styles are similar. I'm hearing a lot of A.J. Brown comparison is what they're saying. Uh, I don't... That, that, that's, what that's what I'm hearing on TV. He's is, choppy. AJ Brown. Yeah. Bateman's choppy. I mean, he can move. I mean, he'll fight off and press. I mean, he's choppy. He's not a guy you want to mess with in the slot. If you put him in the slot, you can put him in the slot or outside. I think yeah, you can play slot or outside. Yeah. I like those vers. That's like Jefferson. You know, you can put him in the slot or outside. I love those versatile guys. Yeah. So, I got another guy for you that's kind of in that same role and we're gonna go back to lsu this was the other guy they call him the terrence marshall i love terrence marshall i do too he's yeah. my fourth receiver in this whole entire class actually and i think there's actually uh a legit shot he could be there at 41 for the lions i don't know if i if i did a mock maybe he's not there i'd probably take him a little uh, earlier but i think the one concerning thing with marshall is obviously the injuries he missed a couple games in 2020 I believe in 2019 as well. So that's the one red flag with Marshall. But overall, I mean, Marshall is 6'3", 200 pounds. This is a guy like Jefferson. You can line him up outside, line him up in the slot. And, you know, him being the other guy is not a knock at all. When you play with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and that Joe Burrow National Championship team, that was a phenomenal team. The best college football team I think I've maybe ever seen. Maybe that or the Florida team. That One of those two. Yeah, Florida or those USC. Two, USC or Oh, you talking about what you've seen? What I've seen, yeah. Okay. So yeah, between the two thousand two thousand one hurricanes were sick. Was that Urban Urban's team too, or uh, what? I think it was Urban's team when he had Frank Gore, Andre Johnson. Shit. Damn, I actually watched that game. Didn't they play Miami in the final? The Hurricanes. Miami is the Hurricanes. I don't know. That's just. Didn't they play them in the hurricane? Didn't they play them in the finals? Did did the Miami Hurricanes play the Hurricanes in the finals? This is what you're asking? You said, you said USC. N no, I said 2001. 2001 is um is the Hurricanes. Miami Miami Hurricanes. Oh, didn't they play USC though? That's what I meant. Did to they say. play? I think I think they did play USC that year. 
But I'm saying that the Hurricanes, they were stacked. Like they had Andre Johnson, Frank Gore. That was a mean team. Sean Taylor on that team too. Sean Taylor, Sean Taylor was on that team. He sure was. Sean Taylor was on that team. Man, they had a whole bunch of people. Yeah, they're sick. They're they're king on everybody. Their quarterback was sus. Their quarterback was sus, but Andre Johnson was just a beast. Andre Johnson, Frank Gore, um, Willis McGahee. They all had good careers too. Yeah. And then the second, the second best team I think will be the USC team. That'll be the 2005. Was it 2005? The Reggie Bush year. Reggie Bush USC team. I'm not sure. I don't remember. That was Urban that, Myers team. That's what I'm thinking. That USC was team. Urban Myers. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the USC team with Reggie Bush. That was. They had Lindo White, Reggie Bush, uh, Matt Linehart. Yeah, they're they're a really good team. That's when they, they lost to Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking bitch, young. <laughs> <laughs> I lost so Yo, much Texas money in that has game. Been de- Texas has been gone since like since uh since Vince Young left. That that program is like garbage. Like they just like yeah. keep bringing it. Yeah, Vince Young single handedly beat USC, which was just ridiculous. I mean, this is real quick. I know we're we're getting sidetracked real quick, but if I had a rank that my top college teams that I've seen. I guess it would be that that two thousand one Hurricanes. The USC with Reggie Bush. I forgot what year that is. Uh, if I had to think, it would probably two thousand six. If I had to guess a year, when they had Reggie Bush and went on the white. And then that hurt that that Florida team. The Florida team was sick. We're, we're, that was Urban Meyer's team too. Yeah, that that Florida team was ridiculous. With Tebow, Tebow Hernandez, Pouncey. He's on. T- Tom Tebow is the only college player that had a statue while he was a student on campus. <laughs> he had a statue in front of his, in front of the the, the um, in front of the arena. That's wild. He had a statue, and it has his quote. And the quote when they lost the game, he was talking about, "You'll never see a guy play as hard as I will. You'll never see a." A guy be as tough as I will be the next few games. Like he had a speech. He was that whole quote is on a statue while he was a student at Florida. That's how you know you made it. That's sick. That that that's that's ridiculous, yo. Tim Tebow, yeah, that is that's wild, man. All right. Back to great college and talking about the LSU team. The other guy, Terrence Marshall. Uh, this is, I mean, like I said, this is just a dual threat. You can play him anywhere, the outside, the inside, or the outside or the inside if you want to play him the slot. He's, I mean, it's phenomenal. I think he, he's six three. The only thing I told you is the injuries. Um, but overall, there's not really many concerns with Taron Marshall outside of those. And he didn't really miss like many games. He missed, looks like three games in 2019, and then he missed, looks like a game or two in 2020. So, overall, really good prospect in Terrence Marshall, my wide receiver four. I like this guy a lot. I think his game will translate really, really well to the NFL. So, I would be through the roof happy if the Lions could get this guy. Let me ask you, is there an NFL comparison for him? Marshall, 6'3", guy could play in the slot and the outside. He's more of an outside to me. Hmm. I don't think I have a comparison with him. I don't want to force it. Like, I think it's just like, he's just his own type of guy. He's his own, own guy? So there's nobody like yeah. in the league that like reminds you of his game? Think. I'll think about it because I love Marshall maybe, too. Maybe like a Mike Evans or something like that. Yeah, like Mike Evans? Or even like his teammate Godwin, I could see something like that. He's not as fast as Godwin. I, I think like Mike Evans, maybe. I don't think he's as good as Evans, but probably the closest thing. I think the guy you could put in the slot or outside. So nice. I'll say Evans. I would say Keenan Allen, but he's not as good as the route runners. Keenan Allen. So oh, Keenan Allen. So I'll guy. say I'll say like a, a broke man's Mike Evans. Sweet. So. I'll take it. All right. What do you got here, Pierre? Number three. Number three is a local kid, uh, Nico Collins, 6'4", 215 pounds, 37 and a half vertical, 4'4", 540, and a really good three-cone time, 6'7", 1". Um, I simply think he'll be a better pro than he was at uh, Michigan just because Michigan just kind of like ran him on deep routes. They didn't really use him like as an actual like possession guy. I feel like Collins has potential to be a number one receiver in the NFL. And yeah. Yeah, Collins. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, Collins had a phenomenal senior bowl because he opted out of the season. We've talked about this, but he was phenomenal at the senior bowl, and he really made a name out there. I mean, this was a guy that we thought maybe could go day three before the senior bowl, but he really showed his arsenal and his traits that he's like, dude, I'm a day two guy at least, and, you know, I could do it. And I think he's a true outside receiver, like you said. So I like Nico Collins. He is my wide receiver, it looks like eight, I believe, eight or seven. So... I'm big on him. Um, I'll give you. He's not Galladay because Galladay's a lot bigger and Galladay's a little slower. Uh, 
Man, these guys are hard to compare because like six four two fifteen four four five speed. I don't usually like forcing the comparisons. Like if like you don't force yeah, it. I mean, yeah. If, if there's if there's a god, you can say it. If not, I'll yeah. talk yeah. about it. Comes up during the show. I'll bring it up. If not, um, maybe next episode I'll just say it. Like I even think that Mike Evans' comp was even a little forced because like Mike Evans is six five. He's, I mean, that guy's an animal. <laughs> so. Yeah, he is. But uh, so Pierre, what you said about him having a better pro career? Absolutely, man. Because you look at who was throwing him the goddamn ball in Michigan. Joe Milton, he can... who we thought. Hey, remember the first game we saw well, Joe Milton? We finally found our quarterback. He didn't play with Joe Milton. He played with um. Patterson. Your boy. With, uh, your boy. He's not um, my. He's the one, the, the senior. He wasn't senior bowl Shea last Patterson. year. Was, yeah, Shea Patterson. Shea Patterson. Trisha yelled at him. <laughs> okay, so the thing is, with the five star recruit, man, he was a five star recruit, man. What happened? Harp. I mean, I, I don't know Patterson. what happened, bro. Yeah, I don't know what happened to that guy. Oh, how the hell did how the hell did he become a five star recruit? Who did he pay? Obviously, to help his draft quarterback. Michigan's quarterback is like I just hope the Lions are never in that situation where they're just rotating guys, bringing guys in, and trying guys out, and none of them have worked. None of them. That's bad. I mean, it's it's just a recruiting, I guess. I'm I don't know. They got. I mean, they've actually landed some. Like they they did land a uh, another five star another five star recruit. He's five star on some boards, four star on others. I think it's JJ McCarthy is his name. He's he's a got another, he got another Shea Patterson. God he's damn a, it. Chill out. <laughs> oh, chill on my guy, bro. It's my quarterback. <laughs> Give a chance. I'm just playing with you, man. I'm just playing with you. Bro, you can have you have all these five star guys. Bama, like, hey, you want to come to Bama? Sure. You yeah, just man. Just, yeah. You went Clemson, bro. You guys get the end Ohio State. They get the best quarterbacks. Yeah, but I mean, Alabama before they weren't really like really looking into getting top quarterbacks. They just wanted five star running backs, five star recruit running backs. They adapted yeah. because yeah. they actually switched to a spread offense. It used to be like a pro style. Now they're more of a spread. Yeah. Even the, even them now, they're like going back to like Mac Jones is a, like the traditional Alabama quarterback. He's like the McCarron. Like, you know, he's a traditional Alabama quarterback. But like, like two and hurts were different. They used to just like force it down your throats with the run. Now they're like, they've opened up their passing game a lot. I remember that was always the biggest knock on Alabama running backs when they come into the to the league. Yeah, they're always yeah. so work like the workload on them is insane. Like Derrick Henry it took him like three years to adjust to the league because he he was so god tacked. Damn, they're like god damn he had three thousand he had, he had three thousand carries just in three years alone. Like <laughs> just Alabama. do you really want to play running back here? Even Ingram Ingram was taxed too. Yeah, yeah they they shortened their running back years. All right, Malcolm, who you got here at number three? Oh shit, um, the guy who I have here at um. This, this pick is is a guy who he plays for North Carolina. His name is Diomi Diomi Brown. Ooh, I like he's, him. Oh, he's he fun. is, yeah, he is. He's he's, he's very fun, man. He's six one, one eighty five actually. We're at a four 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 forty. He's a very productive receiver. He's a guy who looks consistent all around. Um, you know, consistently a thousand yard receiver in college, and I think his game will translate perfectly in in, in the pro style. And he's a guy who I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, if he became a number one receiver in the league, like uh, for for a team, a number one target for a team, because just just his size and his speed translate so well for the game. And it's like every time I watch his tape, and he was one on one on the outside with the corners, like he always came down with the ball. So yeah. I, I, I I like the aspect from him. So yeah, he, he's he's one of my guys who maybe in the second round, maybe third round, depending on. How how the the draft folds? We could get him, man. That that'll be cool. I think it's a little too early at forty one, but I do like him in that seventy one range, or if they get like a later second round pick. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't want him at forty one, but I, I, when I'm at like second third round, I'm I'm saying I'm hoping like they probably get like another second round pick like I later you. on, depending if they trade. Yeah, they have like a later second round pick, and if he's there. Yeah, I mean, if you, it de- depends how far you trade back. If you trade back with like Washington or New England, I think you could accumulate another second in this draft. If you trade with like Denver, probably be like a third round pick, which is fine by me too. If yeah. you want to trade back from seven to that nine, means we'll have, that means we'll have three third round picks. I'll be sweet. yeah, that'd be. Fine. I guess it depends too. Like if there's a quarterback in New England's calling, Washington's calling, and Denver's calling, Denver's gonna have to offer more just because it's a quarterback, and there's other teams that want him. And Detroit doesn't love that quarterback. Hopefully, they right? could, yeah, they could hustle one of these teams and yeah, I mean, that'd I be ideal. Seven, but. if they don't love a quarterback, seven to nine is not a bad jump at all because at eight. Let's say 
Carolina's, I mean, they can go anywhere, man. They're a wild card. I think they can go offensive line would be most likely. And then, yeah. and, and then at nine, lines would still have the luxury of taking probably one of those pass catchers, like that we just mentioned, like a Waddle or Smith, or maybe just maybe De- or Jamar Chase if he's not picked at six or five. Um, that would be a shock, but that'd be a hell of a shock. Yeah. So the lines could have opportunity to take still a nice pass catcher at nine if they want to do that option. So, right. all right. So far, we've talked about round one guys. We've gone around two. We've kind of gone in order round one, round two, and you even brought a round three guy. I'm about to bring up another round three guy up in my opinion, Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan, a local guy as well. Um, this guy, I didn't really know much about him until January. It was the senior bowl. He really caught my eye. I mean, he's just, He's shifty, man. He's fun. You could put him in the slot. He's a little older prospect. I already think he's already like 24 years old. So it's almost like the same situation as when Gallaud entered the league. He was like around that same age, 23, 24, from Northern Illinois. But I think this guy is a really, really fun slot receiver. Uh, I think he has a potential to be a day one starter right away if you take him in the third round. And he's a guy that's going to produce for you right away. I mean, we saw, you know, I say this a lot when we see smaller school guys and, you know, they they play against bigger school talents like in the senior bowl and they have the opportunity to showcase himself. There's not really much of an adjustment. He really gets to show himself off, you know, versus the ACC, the SEC, big 10. And there's not much of an adjustment. That's always like the biggest question. When sometimes you get these small school guys, they're playing from the Mac. They're like, you know, could they adjust the NFL or could they adjust with these, you know, bigger school guys and Eskridge, like I said, I mean, SEC, big 10, ACC, no adjustment at all. Had a really good senior bowl. Right. Arguably could make an you know argument that he's the best receiver in the whole senior bowl. I think you make a legitimate argument that he was the best receiver out there. So he's really fun. He has returnability as well, too. If you know, if you don't think he's a number one receiver on your team, you could put him at a returner as well. Obviously, the Lions need a returner as well. They lost Agnew. So if they, you know, think he could fill that role, it wouldn't shock me either. I think they have other options than him if they did draft him. But overall, I think this would be a day one starter for the Lions. I think he would get a majority of the reps at, in that slot. And I think his potential to be a really good receiver for this team. So Dwayne Eskridge, uh, round three grade for me. Or maybe even a late uh, round two. Nice. Okay. Wait, and you said that you could see him starting or like maybe in the yeah, slot? I think, I think it's a day one starter in the slot. That, that awesome. So Yeah, awesome. I agree with that. All right, Peter, who do you got here? Number four. All right, this is like a fourth or fifth round guy, and uh, his name is Anthony Schwartz out of Auburn. Six feet, 186 pounds, 30 inch vertical, 32 inch vertical. But this is what like a lot of people love about him: four two seven forty time. Um, a little concerning though is his three cone time. It's a seven thirteen. Yeah, I've seen work on his route running. Right now, he's just a pure like, uh, like a deep deep threat or like a screen guy, a guy or or like a jet sweep or something. He has a lot of work to do, but the potential is there with that speed. Um. So, so, yeah. Plus the Lions that also meet with him. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I try to do that. I try to find guys like the Lions met with. Just I know Malcolm likes him, but the concern is that seven one three three cone time. That's a big concern for me. But maybe a fourth or fifth round pick. It's worth the gamble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fourth or fifth round pick to get a guy running that goddamn fast. That's I'm I'm down with it. Yeah. All right, Malcolm. Last receiver, who do you got here? All right, the last receiver I have is a guy who played at Oklahoma State, and that's Tylen Wallace. Ooh, the great value, Jamar Chase. Yeah. <laughs> I like Tylen a lot. Yeah, man. I mean, he's he's a fast guy. Um, he ran a 4-3-9, four, four, um, 40 on his pro day. And he's another guy that, I mean, look at him in 2018. In 2018, he, he looked like one of the top receivers you know, in, in the nation as far as what he did in 2018. His numbers did dip a little in 2019 and 2020, but I think this guy could be a another, you know, late-round steal. Get him late, maybe third or fourth, third or fourth round, and he could probably even start probably for a team, man. That's, that's, how, that's how good he is. So that's who I'm going with, man. It's Tommy Wallace, man. Yeah, I think, you know, something that scouts and evaluators say in the NFL is – Guys like that play in air raid offenses like Tylen Wallace. So they like are so intrigued to see what he could do in a bigger stage, like in the senior bowl where you're playing more in an NFL offense. And he was with right. the Miami staff and he translated perfectly. And that's always a concern with those type of guys. Cause I hate as an, like, I feel like I'm some knockoff evaluator. I'm not actually an NFL scout or anything like that, but there you are. Just, there you are. Just from, just from watching. You're scouting you're scout training. Scouting training. <laughs> we'll see about that. But you know, when you watch these guys, it's like, 
like you you feel like you just don't get anything from an air right offense. The ball's being thrown right away. You don't really see the route running. But I will say I think his route running is really underrated, and that's why I call him the great value is Jamar Chase. I think they have similar size. They play bigger than their size as well. What did you say, six foot, six one, something like that? Six so one, I, six one. Yeah, I think he plays bigger than that, just like Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is six foot. He plays bigger than his than his size. Um so I love Tylen Wallace. I think that would be a really, really good pick. And like you said, I think he's an immediate starter as well, potentially. Yeah. Get him in the late rounds, man. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a hit. He's also a versatile guy as well. You can put him in the outside slot as well, whatever you like. Yeah. So. I All like right. Tylen Wallace. It's a good pick. Yeah, Tylen yeah, Wallace is fun. All right. I mentioned his brother in a mock draft that we did two episodes ago. So I'm going to mention Sage Surratt, his bro- brother from Wake Forest. So, so I mentioned his brother Chaz, the linebacker from North Carolina. But that's, a, that's uh, his real brother? Yeah, it's his brother. Oh, wow. Yeah, Chaz and Sarah brothers. Sage Surratt, yep. So Sage is – I will say the previous regime, so I could see Daryl Bell taking this guy because they would love this guy. He's not a separator. He's not a, he's not a fast guy. He's just one of those guys, throw the ball up to him, 50-50 ball. Sage will come down with the ball. That's what that's his ability, and that's what he did at Wake Forest. Um, he's not as big as a Galladay. He's six two, so he's bigger. So it's like more of your Marvin Jones type of build. Um, if teams value these possession guys, you're gonna like Sage Surratt. I think right now his value is probably day three. I thought maybe before the season, you know, he could be a little bit earlier. I thought he could maybe even be round three as early. Um, I'm a little higher than I think the NFL is and then the media is giving him hype for. I like him. It's just that, you know, I don't know if the Lions necessarily still like these type of receivers. I feel like now it seems like from the very small sample size we've seen what they've done with that receiving room with guys like Rashad Perriman, Khalif Raymond, even Terrell Williams to a certain degree. It seems like they're going a little different route than the previous regime. They value a little bit more speed and athleticism where this is like a Patricia and Bevel they love these type of guys who could just rip the ball, 50-50 ball, throw up the ball, and see what you could do with them. So he's a possession guy. So I think teams that value possession receivers will like him a lot more. So I don't know if this is necessarily a guy the Lions would love, but it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I, I, I want to see if Daryl Bevel takes him. I want to see if Bevel takes him or if the Patriots take him because that would be really interesting to me because well, I, I think he would be a for-sure Lion if it was Patricia. Tyler, if you do look at Bevel, though, I feel like it's more about Quinn than Bevel. Bevel likes guys? speedy guys. We you know we'd always talk about speedy guys, how like yeah. he had Percy and Lockett and those guys in Seattle, and then Bob Quinn would always take the possession guys. That's true. That is true. Because uh, yeah. we always talk, we always were trying to fucking fill in with Bobby. the gadget guy. Remember with Bevel? Fucking fucking Bobby man. <laughs> Bob Quinn doesn't have a job right now. I don't believe so. I don't know who he's scouting. He's still for. getting a check from the Lions though. So oh yeah, I know that. Uh, still fulfilling his five year contract, but. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of the previous regime, though, Bill Belichick says Patricia's a big say in you know the draft process this year. So, I've <laughs> Patricia's more defensive minded, but he was head coach, so maybe he'll maybe trade a fifth for Jelani Tavai. Who knows? I could definitely see that. <laughs> it's like a six or seven round pick for Tavai. I could definitely see that. Oh shit, that'd be so, hilarious. I'm interested to see where Sirac goes though, because I feel like if this is the previous regime, I feel like this guy's 100 percent aligned. I would be shocked if he wasn't aligned. But now that it's a new regime. I don't think he's here. But you know, Surratt makes a lot of sense for the Ravens. They have a lot of speedy guys. They don't really have that many big guys. Possession guy, yeah. Yeah, is so. It? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked. They were interested in Marvin Jones as well. So, like, I think if I were to make a comp, not necessarily a comp I like that much, but I'd say Marvin Jones-esque. Uh, Jones a lot faster. Yeah, I don't love it. <laughs> no, that's, that's not a good comp. You could probably, you could probably even go to the Giants, too. Like, the Giants look like they want more receivers like that, I guess. That's got a nice receiving room, man. That's Shepard. And they got, what's his name? Um, Slayton. Jerry Slayton. So they got a nice yeah. three. Dude, got Surratt does make sense to the Patriots, though. They like those possession guys. Um, oh, yep. They did get one guy. Gary, not, they want, not they want to win. <laughs> what? Well, well, he doesn't I mean, need – this guy's not a starter right away. This guy's like a backup receiver starter. Probably a wide receiver four, wide receiver five, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Could I potentially see. be like a wide receiver three or two in his career. Yeah, that's the upside, I think, with Surratt. I got an extra credit one for you. And I told you I was going to get into a guy that drops the ball a lot. And this guy is just a freaking freak. Uh, Tamarian Terry from Florida State. 6'3". He's the perfect build you look in a receiver. I mean, you could line him up anywhere you want, the outside or the slot. I think he's more of an outside receiver. But if you're looking at just the build and athleticism, 
I take Tamarian Terry. For going by production at Florida State, no, I'm not taking Tamarian Terry because this guy just seems like his biggest issue is catching through traffic. Like he doesn't want to catch the ball through traffic. It seems like he sometimes even gets scared, and it's not something you necessarily look in a receiver. And I don't know if that's really fixable, honestly, because that's not a good issue to have. If you're scared to catch through traffic in college, that's really scary. So uh, <laughs> there's a reason why Tamarian Terry's getting undrafted, day three hype. But if we're going off just pure athletic ability, he has he has day two stuff. And maybe even late day one stuff, just from the athletic builds. But the production's not there. He had a really good 2018 or 2019, had, I believe, 1,100 yards for Florida State or something like that. But overall, this is not a guy you touch day two. Definitely don't touch him day one. Um, this is middle day three. I think he can even go undrafted. And if he's undrafted, I'd be really, really intrigued to see the Lions take a shot on him and uh, just bring him on a UDFA contract, let him work in camp and see what he could do. Um, overall... I would not draft this guy unless it's a six or later. Anything before that, I would not draft him. So speaking of him, Tyler, uh, you, you mentioned like he's an athletic guy. He has issues. The guy that he actually compared, NFL now, I think it's Daniel Jeremiah. I read about him. They compare him to MVS from the Packers. And, you know, MVS is kind of like that. Like he has a lot of talent. Like he's athletic. He's fast. But the guy is inconsistent. Yeah. No, Tomerian Tim- Terry ran a 4-4-4 at his pro day. He's fast. Yeah. yeah and he's 6'3". Yeah. So, so you kind of see mm-hmm. that MVS like, Comp, that's a really good comp. And MBS, I think, went in the fifth or yeah. sixth. And, he, and he has dropped issues still to this day as well. Yeah, he's very inconsistent. So that makes sense. I could see, like, fifth, sixth round pick. I, I wouldn't mind that gamble. Yeah. I don't know, man. Tamarian Terry scares me, dude. He just doesn't seem like a football player sometimes. <laughs> sometimes he's just scared. I mean, you know, and the interesting thing is that because of our roster right now, the way it's shaped up to be, I yeah. think the Lions are guaranteed to at least draft at least one of these receivers. I think they could double dip. I think they're gonna double dip. That's at the least, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they go two receiver because they're locked. Their, their receiver room is really thin. And I and definitely they think they have to get like, talent in there. And I definitely think they sign like one or two guys on a UDFA contract. Yeah. yeah. And he could be one of these guys potentially. I wouldn't be shocked. I feel like someone's gonna draft him just from his athletic build. Someone's gonna draft him. What he did his pro day. Um. I, I I just have a gut feeling that he'll be drafted in day three, but I don't know if I'm if I was in the room I probably wouldn't touch him till the sixth round maybe the fifth round but probably if I had two fifth round picks maybe I touch him with one of those picks, but it's probably gonna be till the sixth round if I were, if I were in the room yeah right right now do the Lions even have a fifth or sixth round pick they have a fifth they don't have a sixth or seventh they don't have a sixth or seventh okay yeah and um but they could like- accumulate more. Oh yeah, they, they uh, yeah, absolutely play more. And if they want to trade into like this draft, like a fifth round pick, I think basically what you have to do is give up like next year's four. It equals like this year's five. That's how the value is. Because remember when they traded for Deshaun Hand, they gave up a third from the year um, yep. after that. Yeah, after yeah, so, yeah. So uh, if they like a guy, they could do that. I, I would. I wouldn't necessarily do that, but you never know what happens on draft. Or day. you could. Do vice versa, trade back and accumulate an extra pick for either next year or even this year. So right, so it's gonna be interesting. The Lions have done that. I mean, the obviously previous regime, but they've done it a couple of times where they would trade back and um, accumulate like another day three pick, another fifth round pick. They did it last year, um, and they got Hudley, Hudley and Cephas. It was like almost back to back. There was just, I think one pick between them. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Hudley, man, I thought he'd work out. Man, it just kind of sucks to give up on him too early. They did. They even make the team. So. All right, guys. With that being said, hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the Pride Podcast. We got a couple more breakdowns. We just finished the offense of the ball. So if you guys are interested in quarterbacks and offensive line, that's the episode previous. Tight ends, receivers, obviously, this episode you just listened to. And then next week, we'll be back with some interior and edge rushers, which we'll get into. I'm not a very huge fan of this, this class, but... Um, <laughs> it's one of the weaker classes, I'll say that, that I've seen, so... We'll get into that next episode, and then we got another one with linebackers and DPs, and then that should be a wrap. And then, obviously, then we got the draft. So maybe we get another episode before, in the meantime, after these. So draft is not next Thursday, but the Thursday after this. So, I mean, a lot of interesting stuff's going to happen. What are the lines going to do at 7? Are they going to stay at 7? I can't wait. Draft day. Like, well, Peter, what's your reference for draft day? What's it, what's it for Lions fans? 
Merry Draftmas. It's yeah, Draftmas, it, baby. It, it, it's Christmas. It's like Christmas morning on Draft Day. Draftmas. <laughs> I call it every time I'm on Draft Day. I tell my followers, Merry Draftmas. <laughs> Merry Draftmas. Nice. Yes, and if you guys are interested, we're actually gonna be live this year on the draft. We're gonna be on live on the locker room app. We're gonna be doing maybe potentially some giveaways, and we're gonna be just talking to some guys. You know, we're gonna be live before the draft, during the draft. So the Lions draft Penny Sewell. You might hear me scream in a good way. If the Lions take Mac Jones, I don't know what will happen. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Mac Jones. Ooh, Mac it's Jones. Gonna it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, Malcolm, if they take Kyle Pitts, what are you doing? I'm, I'm going to be I'm gonna be happy. I'm going to be happy we take Kyle Pitts, man. Shit. You know my guys. What am I, like, you know when you have that draft crush? He's one of my draft crushes, man. Yeah. And uh, Peter, you're going to definitely have to meet your notifications or not get no draft spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah, worry, yeah, yeah. Worry, you better, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. I, I, won't, I won't spoil anything. Don't I remember. I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings guy during the 2019 draft. He didn't tell me anything, but he was just looking at his phone. I saw his face. <laughs> he go, that um, was after the Josh Allen pick, right? Yeah. I'm like, Jacksonville's gonna take offensive line. They're gonna take Hawkinson. I just see Pierce's face. I'm like, shit. They took Josh Allen. But I mean, TJ Hawkinson worked out. I'm, I'm not mad. Yeah, Hawk is a really good tight end. Yeah, Probably he, he, top seven, maybe right now in the NFL. Maybe. Yeah. Top. He was a guy who I was disappointed when we drafted because and it wasn't because of him. And I say this over and over, wasn't because it wasn't nothing to do with TJ Hawkinson. It was just because I was I wanted Josh Allen so bad, and I feel like we were robbed from Josh Allen. Yeah, and they weren't gonna take Oliver because they had hand so. All right, guys. So join us in the locker room app. We'll be live during the NFL draft, and we do them weekly as well. So before the NFL draft, we do some locker room sessions. So join us then as well. We post them on Twitter and IG when we go live. So definitely check those out. They're a lot of fun. You guys get to interact, and we post them on our feed if you miss it as well. So it's a good voicemail episode almost. So if you guys enjoyed, five-star review like always. Don't give me no four, no three. And you, bet, you most definitely better not be giving me a one-star. If you do, look <laughs> for your IP address. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed. Peace. All right, guys. Hope you're all staying safe during this time, and I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm. And like Tyler said, man, mark your calendars for the draft party. Definitely, definitely, definitely don't want to miss out. I think it's going to be a movie. I think we're going to have a, whole, a, a, a lot of fun. Definitely want to come through. And with that being said, I'm out. Peace.